Hello everyone, it's 11.34 on Monday night. I just got off work. I've been trying to make this episode, I'm telling you. I've recorded at least, I've recorded it at least six times and I'm just, I'm struggling. Because I try to keep the main focus on my dad and then I get triggered about something else. Or I don't feel like my point's being put across and I'm like, I don't know. So, I'm just going to freely, you know, start talking I'll keep the main focus for my dad, my stepdad, my brother, mostly about the men in my life and some of the trauma I've just kind of experienced and some of the stuff that just haunts me, I guess. I just want to kind of openly talk. I've been trying to keep it kind of structured and stuff. just, it's just hard for me. Um, So I'm just going to talk and kind of work through things. I have, okay, to start off, I guess a a big thing about me is that I have night terrors. Like, really bad. And I also looked up... I have more symptoms leaning towards parasomnia. So I'll wake up in the night. And I can see things. So it's like I'm dreaming. But I can see it, like, real time. And I'll be, like, just stuck doing whatever these actions are for hours. And then I finally get to a point where I can wake up. So I'm basically having all these hallucinations. And then if you try and wake me up, I start crying. It's like, it's just... I do a lot of sleepwalking, a lot of sleep talking. I did a lot, especially when I was younger. Uh, I was talking to a friend who I talked to a lot about different personal stuff. And, you know, a lot of these night terrors and different stuff come from this trauma that I'm just not working through. And so I'm hoping maybe if I just keep talking, it'll help me out a lot. But so I have night terrors, but I've always had issues sleeping. Um, I remember when I lived with my stepdad and we moved to Kansas City. In the beginning, there wasn't enough room for my sisters and I, so we had to sleep in the basement. But the basement was like this open kind of family room right next to the garage, and there was a bathroom. So basically, we just cut the basement living room in half, and we all had our beds there. It was very um, not ideal, to say the least. And then right next to the sliding glass door, it was just... I can't really give you a picture, but it wasn't wasn't great. It was not fun at all. But when we first moved there... I said I'd always had a lot of friends over, all these men, they're all getting drunk and stuff, nothing happened to me, but it's just always knowing all these men were coming in and out of this space where I'm supposed to be sleeping, that didn't help at all. When I'm with my dad, it was just an air mattress, and you could sit on the couch, but it wasn't really a comfortable environment there, so I didn't sleep well there. I was always scared, I was always cold, because it was an air mattress, he kept it 54 degrees in the house, in the apartment, um... We went to bed at all different times. I mean, there's no set structure, so there's no comfort there. And then when we moved up stairs to get a room, I was right above the garage, and he would drink every night and blare the music. And the speaker's right above, like, right below my bed, so I could never sleep. And there was no asking him to turn it down. didn't work like that, so I never really slept then. So, yeah, just, like, a lot of discomfort and no security at an early age didn't leave for me to get much much rest. And that just kind of transcended when I get older. I, I, I don't sleep a lot. I had to distract myself a lot before, before I go to sleep. But that's a big thing about me is night terrors. Just every different sleeping arrangement I've had has not been, hasn't been great. Um... 
a big thing that bothers me too, and it pisses me off now. I'm like, you know what the hell? It's just what I was exposed to at such a young age with none of these men in my life paying any mind to it. My dad watching porn, inappropriate TV shows, um, Adult Swim, like his animated like Robot Chicken and South Park. And, and just like, you know, with Robot Chicken, South Park, yeah, like whatever. When you're older, it is what it is. But like being so young, that stuff just messed me up. I'm going to be honest. It really like freaked me out with it being animated and a lot of episodes were really inappropriate and then him watching you know porn or like these these shows and not thinking anything about us like really really weighed heavy on my heart for a long time I'm like you're watching this in front of your young daughters and you don't think anything about it or like straight up horror movies or um he'd watch like um America's Most Wanted talking about all these rapists in our area and then he would like turn the turn the sound off and check the doors and check the stuff. And so it's like, you know, no matter what we were watching, there was just some fear factor to it. And then my stepdad and my brother, they'd watch whatever they wanted, you know, like they didn't care. And I just like could never get away with it, like get away from it, no matter like where I was, you know. And then my stepbrother, I remember he put up this, I don't know what picture it was, but this topless lady like right outside to like our rooms were across from each other like right where like anytime I was going in my room that's like the only thing I saw and I had to beg him to take it down and he wouldn't because it was in his room I'm like can we have some respect and move some things around so it's like or him and his friend I like left the room and they put up this porn set on my computer and all this was happening before elementary school so it's like you know do as a joke But I'm like, what the heck? It's just, I couldn't get away from it. And like, no one seemed to care. And so I just, it really bothers me. And I I don't, I don't know, really, it's it's fucked me up a lot um, on different levels. But I just, that's what I'm angry about most is just never being able to, to get away from that stuff. And then not paying any mind. I remember I wasn't responding to my stepbrother one day where I was, we were playing basketball outside or I don't know what happened, but this car drove by, and, like, I wasn't listening to him, because I wasn't listening to him, he's like, well, that guy's just gonna come back, and he's gonna, he's gonna rape you, he looks like a rapist, and I'm like, what the, what the heck, or, I don't know, just all these, like, different things really just, they're just, I don't know, something I really struggle with, or I remember one time, there was this guy that was working on our house, that was, like, my stepdad's friend, and he was like, hey, do you want to come with me to go see my daughter's softball game? And everyone, like, didn't think much about it. And I was like, sure, I guess. Like, his daughter's my age, but I'm not friends with her. It was an hour drive. And this is why I hate Mustangs. So I'm in this Mustang. He's like, you should, like, really relax. Like, all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I think this is kind of weird, honestly. And so we get to the softball game. Everyone's literally confused why I'm there. And I'm like... I couldn't tell you, like, you just invited me, it was really weird, and then afterwards, we went back to his house, and I'm like, yep, I don't know, you know, red flags, I was, saw a lot of law and order at this point, I'm like, well, okay, and so he's, like, trying to show me around the house, and this weird woman's there, not really saying much, I'm like, oh, great, he's like, do you want a soda? I'm like, nope, I want to go home, and then he takes me out to the woods, and he's like, you want to see this tree house, and I'm like, this 
this is like step by step. Like it, this is the end for me. I, I was like, this, this is, this is what's going to happen. And I said, no, I don't want to go to a tree house. And I think about it all the time. Like, I don't know what would have happened if I went up there. It just got real weird. And then he drove me home, dropped me off and like hurry up and left. And there was a big family dinner that night across the street at a, one of our neighbor's house. And I was late and no one like checked to see if I was okay. I walked in and no one seemed to care whether I was even there or not. And that's something that really haunts me. I'm like, literally something terrible could have just happened to me. And this is all in energy school. And no, no one even cared. No one even noticed that I wasn't even there. So a lot of stuff like that were just, I don't know. And, like, with my dad and my, my stepdad and, like, my stepbrother, like, I bonded over, I bonded with them most being, like, this tomboy and stuff. Like, it wasn't, like, a girly girl. So, my dad, he wanted a boy. He wanted to name me Austin after so-called Steve Austin. That's why my middle name's Austin. Um, so, I always dressed me, like, like a boy. And, like, I only got along with my, my stepdad and my stepbrother because, you know, I could, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I acted different to, like get their approval and all this stuff but that's another another story but I don't know I'm just like sitting here and just like the amount of like psychological mental and emotional abuse I've experienced for my dad and my stepdad and my brother was just mean like as he got older he was just mean and he did a lot of stuff in front of us so I was like I just wish I didn't have to see or didn't have to be exposed to but um I don't know my my dad just a big gaslighter. He'll psychologically like really messes with you because he has he's borderline personality disorder, and then with being um, bipolar and having being an alcoholic, it's just like I don't know. He just fuck with you a lot. So he'd make these big plans, and we get excited, and then he blame us for not going through with them because he didn't want to do them anymore, or. He just would snap all the time. And that's why I just get really, like, freaked out with people. I don't know. I just get really, really anxious around people that get angry very easy or, like, get triggered because it reminds me of my dad and just, like, how easily he would get really frustrated and just yell at us. And, like, he's such a big guy. I mean, six, seven, huge. And, like, when he yells, like, I mean, you feel that. And so I just, I don't know. I just think about being scared a lot when I was younger but then trying to be like this protector for my younger sister so she didn't have to deal with it because I could I could play my dad a lot. I knew how to make him keep him calm, but she had a lot more energy and it was harder for him to navigate like dealing with her, so he just got mad all the time and would just yell and I just felt like I needed to like help her you know, be aware of the situation cuz I was always always hyper aware of what was going on. And so it was a struggle between me and my sister always thinking, you know, I'm telling her what to do, but I'm just trying to help. And so, I mean, just, it was a lot for me to process, you know, just, just scary. And it's sad for me because I look at all these pictures that he's taken. He made me this picture book ages ago and all these memories don't have fun connotations to them. Like they seem fun, but like I knew all the backstories to these things and just tell you like mentally just kind of warped us a lot and I, we were just scared the whole time and I remember oof, like we were playing 
like one time I played Guitar Hero and I was like, oh, this will be fun. I, I played the same song for two hours straight because my dad, he hyper focuses on things. So we played the song, the same song for two hours. And I'm not, I'm not kidding because he just wanted to master it. And I'm like, dad, I can't do this, but it doesn't care about how I'm feeling. And she's like, oh no, like he's in the, he's in the zone. We got to do this. Or one time he made us watch the music video for Love the Way You Lie by Eminem and Rihanna 15 times in a row. No joke. He goes, I just want you to understand the meaning of this. I was like, I, I think I get it, which is funny because he's like, I don't want a boy to ever treat you like this. I'm like, you're a literal piece of shit. Like you should maybe be thinking about the song a little more because you're the problem. And then, and then we watched music videos for two more hours, but it was all about Black Eyed Peas. I was like, oh my gosh. So it's just a lot of these memories where it's just him hyper-focusing on something and we have no say in the matter or him just being angry all the time. And he's just, he is a complex guy, let me tell you. But I've decided that I'm just, I just kind of cut ties finally because I can't, we can't have a real conversation about anything. He thinks my mom's brainwashed me into thinking some sort of way or he isn't, that I don't know the full story. I'm like... I don't know what more I need to know. You don't pay child support. You don't you don't take ownership of your kids at all. I don't like you're you're not a nice individual. You only care about yourself. I mean, I don't know what he thinks I'm thinking. $60,000 in child support not paid. I'm like it's it's kind of in the pudding here. Like I don't know what more I need to know. And a lot of my eating issues come from him. Specifically, like, when we were with him. My eating issues when it comes to, like, fearing that I'm going to go hungry comes from him. Because the food schedule is on his terms. We were lucky to get dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he was hungry, we'd maybe go get something if he wanted to buy it. But we were lucky to get dinner. If we did get dinner, it was usually late. So there's no, like, security in knowing when our next meal was going to be with him. So, was, and he used to cook a lot. Like, if he cooked, it'd be a lot for that one meal. So, we're just, like, I'm scavenging just to save up for the next time. And if you notice, that's how I eat all the time. It's just eating so much because I'm scared I'm going to go hungry because I had no control when I was with my dad. I just eat when I got the chance and I ate a lot. But it's funny, when I, we saw him when I was older... Like four different times he was like hyper focused on different meal plans. So the first time was him being a vegan. So we literally had tofu every single meal for seven days a week. I'm not exaggerating. The next meal was barbecue. So we had barbecue every single meal, seven days a week. Then it was Mexican food, tamales, all that. And then then it was fast food. And when we had the fast food, that's when I was having a lot of body like image issues, but I couldn't tell him that I had to suck it up. And I think that was the most, that was a really hard, hard week for me, eating so much fast food. I remember we went to our grandma's the week after and she said she was going to make some roast and I cried in the car because I was like, I, I don't know how I made it through that week, just struggling as much as I did with my, my body, but also being so hungry and then just having to take advantage of whatever meal I got. I don't know, just, that played on me a lot, but I don't know, it was just, I just, it's just really hard with my dad. Because when it was good, it was good. Like, I, at least with me, I, I was always aware of him enough. I knew where to take 
the conversations and stuff like that just to keep him calm. But I don't think I ever had one conversation where I truly enjoyed because the main focus was always just keeping him calm. So I would just bullshit him all the time because I didn't want him to get angry. And I just wanted him to stay happy. But, and the biggest thing was we had to be around a TV and that's sad because half the shit we watched was inappropriate, but that kept him focused on something. If we didn't have that TV and we weren't watching something, then he was hyper-focusing on something else, and then who knew, like, what was going to happen? You know, we'd be watching music videos for three hours straight or playing a fucking video game, the same song for two hours. So I'm like, it's sad that I had to be okay with watching this inappropriate stuff just because that meant Dad wasn't going to get mad and Dad wasn't going to yell. I should just sit there and watch this stuff just so... You know, we had some sort of peace and comfort, but it wasn't really even comfort. I don't know. Just drunk him is not is not a pretty him. And when he yelled, I just didn't like that very much. And that's what's sad about my stepdad is it was so nice in the beginning. And then something happened in his life that made him really sad. They're, they're both sad individuals, but something like really happened to him and it just flipped the switch. And then he he became so mean and it, we had a really good relationship and so that's what always makes me sad and there's so much going on behind the scenes I didn't know about but I didn't have a close relationship with my mom for a really long time because he caused this divide he always said I had to cut the umbilical cord and that I couldn't hang out with my mom so I never saw her ever I never had a relationship with her because he thought it was too annoying that I wanted to talk to her and see her and he had this like just overarching control of everything so it was really hard um I remember, you know, when it got bad and we decided, like, hey, we need to get out of here, we, like, couldn't leave because we couldn't afford to. So me and my sisters all lived upstairs. He lived in the basement in that room. And we we had to sit, like, in this dark, toxic house for six months and try and avoid him when we could, but we, we, we couldn't. And so just kind of dealing with that for the amount of time that we did was just really hard it wasn't it was never fun coming home because you didn't know what you're coming home to but that really wasn't great I don't know I don't know just Again, I just, I don't really have a lot of time to ever think about this different stuff or, like, how sad I truly was during all of this. Because this was a time just of straight survival. I'm just like, I just gotta make it through the day. But again, like, just never having that comfort is just so sad for me. Like, growing up, like, looking back again, these pictures and stuff, these memories that should have been awesome. But I'm like, either I can't remember a damn thing because I blocked so much out... Or I know that wasn't as great as it looked in the pictures, straight up. Um, I don't know, I'm going to be candid. I hate drunk people. And it's, it's, it's confusing to me. Is like in high school and then up until the end of my sophomore year, like I still considered drinking to be like a, a cool thing. Something that I liked to do, like when I got the chance. But I don't, I don't like myself when I drink. I have, like, a higher tolerance, for being totally, like, honest here, so I can drink a lot and not do anything for me, and then it just kind of 
hits me at the very end, but then I just become so, so sad. Like, it doesn't do much for me, you know? And with my mental health and the, the state it's in, I'm like, I don't, I don't need something like that. It doesn't, doesn't help me at all. I just, I don't know. And I sort of think, I'm like, I don't know. I just made the choice that I don't want to drink. I need to stay on top of my mental health and stuff like that's not going to help. And I've just seen how it affects a lot of people in my life. You know, my dad and my step. And I'm like, I, I think for me, I, should, I need, need to stay sharp like at all times. I think that's what's best. But I just think it's funny, like, how my perception of alcohol has just been so kind of all over the place. Especially after, like, what I've dealt with my dad and stepdad. And I'm not dogging drinking at all. I just, I know, I think that's best for me. Just, just because of what I've been exposed to my whole life. I, I just, I don't see it as fun at all. It doesn't, doesn't do much for me. I just think there's a lot of negatives that are... Like correlated with it, sidebar, but I don't know. I think a lot of my life too, I've just hoped for these male figures in my life to just show up, you know, at basketball games, just in life in general. I just never really had that. I remember my dad and my stepdad both showed up to my fifth grade graduation. My dad looked her, my stepdad looked horrific. He like, none of them cleaned up for the occasion. They all made it some joke, and it just, I feel just really trashy thinking about just the way they like kind of held themselves and I was like really excited that my whole family is going to be there and it just turned out to be crap and my dad showed up late and it was just a bunch of shit so I'm like when they did show up it wasn't great I remember in the first grade my dad surprised me he didn't come to any of my stuff surprised me to a um one of my concerts and I cried the entire time <laughs> you know embarrassed like I don't know what the I cried the entire concert, and everyone, like, felt so bad for me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know why I'm crying. But that says something. He, he surprise shows up to one thing in my life. And I don't know. I don't know what to do with myself. But, yeah, there's just... There are a lot of different stories... that are correlated with other stories that aren't my stories to tell. Some of my darkest memories, you know, are linked to my sisters and my mom, and that's just not stuff for me to talk about, but my, I don't know, my stepdad just makes me sad how things ended up. And some of the events that took place because of the alcohol, just, it's just sad to think about, but, I don't know. I I got a lot more to work through, just, I just have a hard time now. I think... I think I'm starting to, like, get to a point where I can set my own boundaries and not put up with a lot of stuff. But I think since my life was just straight survival for a long time, I just adapted a lot and just was like, okay, I have to be okay with these things. And then later realized they were inappropriate or I don't have to sit there and take it, you know. And so now I'm like, 
looking back at all this stuff and seeing where I am now, I'd be like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stand for this. I wouldn't do that. And so I wish I could just tell my younger self to be like, this isn't normal. You don't, you don't have to be okay with that. You can say no. You can say you, you don't like being in these environments and that's valid. I just feel like my voice was never valid. I feel like they always just like fuck with my mind into thinking that like I, I wasn't right and what they were doing was okay. And so I just want to be to a point now where I'm like, I don't have to accept this behavior, these actions, and just stand up for myself more, I guess. I don't have to adapt. I don't have to survive. It's just my mindset. Just make it through the day. Now I can be, like, unacceptable (laughs) and call people out and just not be okay with it. Not keep the peace. I feel like I've kept the peace a lot in my life just to save the argument. I have two more quick stories. I don't want to share them because I want to stay transparent and just because I'm they make me sad. Thinking about my younger self sitting there in both of these situations. The first one being with my dad. He'd picked us up for the weekend and we like got in the car and he took us to this random house. I don't know what he was doing in there, but he left us in the car for, I don't know how long, but literally felt like eternity. I'd say at least an hour, but I had to go to the bathroom so bad and I didn't know what to do because he was inside. I had no way of contacting him and either way, I didn't want to bother him. I didn't want to make him mad. And so I'm sitting there trying to figure out my options, you know, I'm like, do I run inside? Like, it was that bad. I'm like, do I just go try and find him somewhere? Or do I go outside next to this tree? I mean, any option that I could. And couldn't really help it anymore. I tried for a long time keeping it in, and it just kind of came out. And I was really embarrassed. I was really sad because I'm sitting in my own feces, you know? But my first thought is, I don't want to make Dad mad. I don't want him to yell, this is bad. And so I just went straight into survival, figuring out what I needed to do. So I hurried up and grabbed some pants and all that stuff out of my suitcase. And I'm kind of sitting propped up so I don't have to sit in it. And he gets in the car and he just starts laughing. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, this happened while you left us in the car. And he just thought it was the funniest thing ever. He took us like just snooks right after so I could change and I came back in the car and he laughed at me again and said just throw that stuff away I don't need it so I had to walk back out of the car and throw my my clothes away but I was just thinking about that now it's like a little thought of I wasn't thinking about how I was feeling I was just more like oh my gosh you know I don't want to make him mad and it's just it's sad for me to think about you know my younger self being stuck in this car went to the bathroom with their pants and their dad just laughed about it after he left them there. I don't know. It's a story that really bothers me. And then with my stepdad, one morning he had to take me to school early for a club. Mom was out of town. I was kind of stressed out that morning. I like ate all this bread and drank some tea. Very odd combo. But it made me really sick on the way to school. And so like right when I pulled up to school, I ended up projectiling like everywhere in the car. 
and my stepdad got really mad because he's not good with throw up and this was second grade and so he stormed back to the house gets in the garage and says you're gonna deal with this and then that he wasn't driving me to school again and so that meant I had at that point five minutes to hurry up and then make it to the bus stop throw up all over me throw up all over the car you know I don't want to leave any ounce of that throw up in the car because I don't want to make him madder than he already is so I'm like trying to scrub and so I hurry up and clean that but then doesn't leave time for me to change because I have to go to the bus so I like went to school with all this throw up on myself and just kind of kind of a mess that day and it just makes me sad thinking about both those different memories and that kind of just encompasses the whole relationship with both of them by the end of it is not having any regard towards my own feelings but just making sure they're always okay because I don't want them to yell at me I don't want them to call me names like my stepdad it was all very mean nicknames for me which messed me up a lot but that's just how it was just making sure they were happy at all times especially with my stepdad we had to cater to him, literally making sandwiches. So it's like I just, I had a skewed perception of what, you know, life was really like. I feel like I was really trapped for a lot of my early years before getting into high school. And it just makes me sad. But that's a little bit more in depth on my relationship with my dad and my stepdad. I'll definitely be diving into some other stories. I feel like this is all I can really give you right now mentally, but I want to keep staying transparent with you guys and keep talking through stuff. It's it's a little harder than I thought it was going to be because a lot of stuff, again, I kind of locked out my memory or choose not to think about. So I'm just taking it in stride and trying to be as open as I can. Thanks for listening.